Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Doc Fees, current Lessie and Household. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed. And hour number two is underway at nine minutes past 10 o'clock on this Tuesday, the 25th morning, or excuse me, 28th morning of the fifth month of the year of our Lord, 2019. Once again, I wish you uh, a uh, blessed uh, Memorial Day weekend. I know it's in the past. I just mean I hope you had a wonderful uh, time and opportunity to celebrate uh, this great country and to pay tribute to those who died and who sacrificed, made the ultimate sacrifice for this great country. And I hope we do that each and every day. As a matter of fact, I uh, borrowed a, uh, a line from Twitter uh, yesterday, which I put on my Facebook page. Uh, and you can follow me on Facebook at France Radio, F-R-A-N-T-Z Radio, Twitter as well. But um, I borrowed the line from someone uh, who said, this is really what we should do each and every day. And I just want to, you know, we, we obviously pay tribute to the to the fallen, to those who have passed on in service to this country. But we need to recognize they are still falling. And here's what I'm talking about. The message I put out yesterday, and I wanted to apply today and tomorrow and long past Memorial Day's end. Today and every day, a message for our veterans as we join them in remembering the fallen heroes of our nation. Remember your friends. Honor their memory. Tell others about their sacrifice. But please, reach out to someone if you need help. If no one is available, you can always call the Veterans Crisis Line. 1-800-273-8255. You are loved, veterans, just as much as the fallen you remember on this day. And I just thought it was very, very poignant and very worth sharing, and uh, it's an important message. We still, sadly, are using some, losing some rather 20 veterans a day to suicide. And it's something while we you know, celebrate yesterday, or not celebrate, but commemorate yesterday, the, uh, the fallen in service to this great country on Memorial Day, understand they are still falling. They're still falling. PTSD. Uh, large part of it, you know, mental conditions, 
Sometimes it's just an inability to adapt to the civilian world. They maybe don't have marketable skills. They can't find jobs. They're unemployed. Uh, They're living homeless. Um, It's a terrible thing to think about that our veterans are in such a plight, but they are. So if you know someone, treat them and care for them as much as, you know, we cared about the memories of the fallen yesterday on Memorial Day. And if you are a veteran who needs help, 800-273-8255. Very important to know. All right. I want to get back to business here. I played for you in the first hour of the broadcast as we continue to talk about this nonstop assault on the President of the United States and, quite frankly, on all of the, uh, the, the gains that we have made under this President. And we've done so um, in, a, in what I believe to be a, an unprecedented environment of hatred and obstruction. We who have supported him have uh, a lot to be thankful for and a lot to be proud of. But according to the left, according to people like Pete Buttigieg, who is affectionately known as Mayor Pete, he's one of the rising stars for the Democrats. He's 37 years old. He's the mayor of a failing city in South Bend, Indiana. He wants to be the president of the United States. And one of the ways he's trying to do that is to take shots at the current office holder, shots that are completely unfounded, indefensible, but he's making them anyway, including, well, Trump. (laughs) You can't you can't keep him as your president. He's a racist. Is President Trump a racist? I think so. Uh, I mean, if you do racist things and say racist things, the question of whether that makes you a racist is almost academic. Uh, the problem with the president is that he does and says racist things and gives cover to other racists. Mayor Pete Buttigieg is a, is a bald-faced liar, of course, because the president doesn't do racist things. The president hasn't said racist things. Uh, any interviewer worth his salt, and I've been doing interviews for 12 or 20 years, 21 years on the radio, any interviewer worth his salt would have followed up, please, give me an example. What racist things has he done? What racist things has he said? But, of course, the interview wasn't going to do that because this is Mayor Pete. We give Mayor Pete and leftists all of the advantages in the world when it comes to their dealing with the media. So how about if I jump in and give this a shot? Okay? Clearly, Pete Buttigieg would pull the same thing that every leftist in America pulls when it comes to Trump saying racist things, including John Lewis, one of the civil rights icons, Democrat from Georgia, And that is to play the neo-Nazis are very fine people card. That's right. Yesterday on MSNBC on Hardball, which is just hilarious given the fact that he lobs nothing but softballs up to his Democrat guests. Um, On CNN Hardball with Chris Matthews, John Lewis said that Donald Trump feels at home with recent acts of racist violence. That's a quote. He feels at home with recent acts of racist violence. And as evidence of that, he cited Donald Trump's comments on the Charlottesville riots in 2017 as proof. Quote, I don't think this president has been helpful. I think he feels at home with what is going on. When he reacted to what was happening in Charlottesville, you know, good people on both sides, I cried. It's not the America I dreamed for, the one I was trying to help set right. It's not the America we had during the days of President John F. Kennedy and Lyndon Johnson. It's different. 
John Lewis has decided that it's okay to advance a lie that has been disproven and debunked time and time and time again, including by non-friendly publications and broadcast outlets to the President of the United States. Even left-leaning, quote-unquote, news sites like Real Clear Politics. Even far-left newspaper, the Los Angeles Times. As well as more conservative-minded people interested in truth like Larry Elder. I have three different articles in front of me from each of those. Far-left LA Times, left-leaning Real Clear Politics, and Larry Elder, Larry Elder's website. Each of them have done stories and provided the transcript of what Donald Trump said at the, uh, in his comments after the Charlottesville riots took the life of a young woman named Heather Hyder. She, lo- she lost her life because of some far right or, or, or maniacal Unite the Right rally participant lunatic who drove his car into a crowd of people, ended up killing <clears throat> that one young woman. So President Trump, when asked about the riot and the violence between the Unite the Right individuals, which, again, we completely renounce and repudiate those of us on the quote-unquote right, those, those of us who believe in um, uh, you know conservative ideals, which are referred to as right-wing, we have nothing to do with a, quote, Unite the Right and march of neo-Nazis and white supremacists, of course. But um, what they have tried to do is paint that group as being solely responsible for the violence that day and then paint Donald Trump as being somehow um, uh, sympathetic toward that particular group by claiming that he said there are good people on both sides of that riot, which might indicate that he meant there were good people in the neo-Nazis and good people in Antifa who were there, by the way, to fight. They wore masks. They brought clubs. They brought other rocks, other weapons. Antifa was there to riot against this group of idiots who was marching. Now, their cause wasn't idiotic. They were marching ostensibly to defend the statues uh, down there in Charlottesville. But, he, but they, were, they were attacked. They were attacked, and Donald Trump was asked about this. And Donald Trump very clearly, as I said, those three particular websites I just told you about, I've read them, they provide all of the actual remarks of Donald Trump. And it is impossible to miss what he said as he condemned the neo-Nazis and white supremacists, but said there were also innocent people there who weren't there to be violent. There were people there just to save the statues, but it had nothing to do with white supremacy groups. There were good people. Um, there were also leftists who were there, not part of Antifa. They weren't there to be violent either. They were just, as the president said, they were there as very fine people just to express their opinion peacefully, not violently. But don't just take the transcripts for it. Take the president's words, because I have them. This is something that I've saved ever since. This is audio that I saved from that day in 2017 where the president addressed Charlottesville because I knew, like you probably did too, because you're an intelligent member of this audience, we knew that the Democrats would try to twist this, and they have now for two and a half years, or two, uh, a little about two years, um, they were going to try to twist this. They were going to try to accuse the president of being sympathetic toward neo-Nazis. 
So we need his words for full context. Here they are. I think there's blame on both sides, and I have no doubt about it, and you don't have any doubt about it either. And, 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 and if you reported it accurately, you would say. They showed up in Charlottesville, and you had some very bad people in that group. But you also had people that were very fine people on both sides. You had people in that group, excuse me, excuse me, I saw the same pictures as you did. You had people in that group that were there to protest the taking down of, to them, a very, very important statue and the renaming of a park from Robert E. Lee to another name. George Washington was a slave owner. Was George Washington a slave owner? So will George Washington now lose his status? Are we going to take down, excuse me, are we going to take down, are we going to take down statues to George Washington? How about Thomas Jefferson? What do you think of Thomas Jefferson? You like him? Okay, good. Are we going to take down the statue? Because he was a major slave owner. Now we're going to take down his statue. So you know what? It's fine. You're changing history. You're changing culture. And you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally. But you had many people in that group other than neo-Nazis and white nationalists, okay? And the press has treated them absolutely unfairly. I'm going to stop it right there for emphasis. He said there were very fine people down there on both sides. Not talking about the neo-Nazis or white supremacists or white nationalists. They should be condemned totally. But you have other people who were not with them, who were down there peacefully, who have been treated unfairly by the press. And now you have John Lewis, Congressman John Lewis, civil rights icon and pioneer on live television on Memorial Day 2019 on MSNBC yesterday, again advancing the lie that Donald Trump said that there were good people on both sides of a a, a Nazi uh, uh, debate or a Nazi riot, claiming that Donald Trump's comments advanced the cause of racism because he defended neo-Nazis and white supremacists when he clearly did nothing of the sort and in fact specifically said the words, not the neo-Nazis and white supremacists or white nationalists, they should be condemned totally, the President of the United States said. But it doesn't stop the left from repeating the lie. Beto repeated it last month. Um, who else did? Cory Booker, I think, did. Now it's, uh, uh, now it's John Lewis. I can't even remember them all. All trying to, again, attach a lie to the President of the United States saying that he defended white nationalists as, quote, very fine people. He specifically condemned them, and this is what what we must fight back against. And it's what I will continue to do. Why? Partisanship? No. Truth. Truth. Honesty. Virtue. These things matter, and I will defend anybody who has lied upon in such a terrible manner. Back after this. Equal housing insurer, state laws apply.
1027 onward we roll on the Bob France Authority. Thanks for being with us. 216-901-0945-888-281-1110. I just want to hit it again because I want you to hit you know whoever you have to in the face with this. And, of course, I mean that proverbially, not literally, uh, but uh, literally or figuratively is a better way to say that, I guess. But I want you to make sure that everybody hears this. Every time you hear somebody call Trump a racist for Charlottesville because he said there were very fine people in the white, in the white nationalists or the white supremacists or the neo-Nazis or whatever, every time and any time somebody here says that to you, email them the links that I've posted that I've mentioned from Real Clear Politics, the L.A. Times, the full transcript, uh, the uh, Larry Elder uh, full transcript, all of these things, or just... You know, I'll play this again and again. Save it on your podcast. Save it on your podcast. Save that to your phone and play this for people who try to continue to attach hate-filled remarks like support for white supremacists and neo-Nazis to Donald Trump because they're liars. So you know what? It's fine. You're changing history. You're changing culture. And you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists because they should be condemned totally. But you had many people in that group other than neo-Nazis and white nationalists, okay? And the press has treated them absolutely unfairly. Now, in the other group also, you had some fine people, but you also had troublemakers, and you see them come with the, with the black outfits and with the helmets and with the baseball bats. You got a, you had a lot of bad you had a lot of bad people in the other group too. Unfairly, sir. I'm sorry. I just didn't understand what you were saying. You were saying the press has treated white nationalists unfairly. No. I just didn't understand what you were saying. No. There were people in that rally, and I looked the night before. If you look, there were people protesting very quietly the taking down of the statue of Robert E. Lee. I'm sure in that group there were some bad ones. The following day, it looked like they had some rough, bad people. Neo-Nazis, white nationalists, whatever you want to call them. But you had a lot of people in that group that were there to innocently protest and very legally protest because, you know, I don't know if you know, they had a permit. The other group didn't have a permit. So I only tell you this. There are two sides to a story. I thought what took place was a horrible moment for our country, a horrible moment. So the president very specifically on three different occasions pointed out that he is not talking about white nationalists, white supremacists, or neo-Nazis, but talking about the innocent people who were not associated with those groups, but who just came down to express their opinion that the statue should stay. That doesn't make them members of neo-Nazi organizations. He said there were very good people on both sides, including good people there who were to say, take these statues down, but weren't Antifa thugs who were there ready to commit violent acts either. The president was right. Beginning, middle, and end, the president was right. John Lewis is a liar. So is every prominent Democrat that has continued to tell that lie, proclaiming that the president supported white supremacists. News now, your phone calls after. The answer. Ten thirty-five. Onward we roll. If you're on hold, stay there. I want to get one more piece in on this, as I talked about the obstruction and the continued assault on the President of the United States, threats of impeachment, uh, uh, congressional acts, uh, investigations, committees, uh, ignoring the Mueller report, trying to relitigate the entire thing, and then, of course, the press as a willing enabler of all of the above. Here is the latest example of that. Have you ever heard of Ian Bremmer? 
No. Neither had I until this particular story, until Ian Bremer, Brenner, rather, uh, or I'm sorry, Bremer, Ian Bremer, who is a columnist and a writer for Time Magazine, Time Magazine, tried to pull this nonsense. Over the weekend, Ian Bremer posted on Twitter, or tweeted rather, an entirely made-up quote from the President of the United States that was then retweeted and shared millions of times throughout other social media platforms. I'm talking 100% fake news. 100% fake news. From Time Magazine, this writer tweeted that President Trump said something that he never said. I'm going to read you the direct quote on Twitter from Sunday. So now today is Tuesday, so there's... We're going to give you a little timeline here. This is on Sunday. Time Magazine columnist Ian Bremmer tweeted that President Trump said something about North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un that he did not say. And it went viral. And in the minds of a whole bunch of people who have not seen any follow-up to this, it's true. He said it. Even though he didn't. What he wrote on Twitter was, quote, President Trump in Tokyo colon, Kim Jong-un is smarter and would make a better president than sleepy Joe Biden, end quote. Bremer tweeted that President Trump said that a murderous, civil rights, human rights violating communist dictator, Kim Jong-un, a tyrant from a family of tyrants, would make a better president of the United States than Joe Biden. Now, let me say this. If somebody had said that, be it Donald Trump or anyone else, that person would be unfit, essentially, in my opinion, for uh, elected office of any kind. That's insane. Nobody could defend such a statement if it was actually said. But the problem is he never said it. And he left this fake news post up for several hours, watching it get retweeted around the virtual world. Retweeted and shared and mocked and derided. Oh, my God, Trump said that? And it wasn't true. Jerry Dunleavy jumped on this almost immediately after saying, quote, if this alleged quote from Trump is accurate, it's a huge propaganda win for the disgusting, murderous tyrant that is Kim Jong-un. But if this quote is fabricated, it is truly a truly deceitful piece of fake news. And I'd like more than just Ian Bremmer's say-so before I decide which. Shortly thereafter, Dunleavy tweeted, update, Ian Bremmer has now admitted that he fabricated his viral Trump quote, and yet it is being shared by journalists and congressmen as if it was real. And then there were some example tweets about that. Bremmer, in acknowledging that he wrote this fake quote from Donald Trump and sent it around the world by way of social media, defended himself by saying, well, it's plausible. He could say something like that. He would say something like that. So I, let's, just, let's just pretend he did say something like that. 
He said, quote, this is objectively a completely ludicrous quote and yet kind of plausible, especially on Twitter where people automatically support whatever political position they have. That's the point. He eventually took down the Trump fake news quote. Then he took down that kind of plausible line. Then finally admitted and sort of kind of half apologized for for saying it in the first place. Bremer apologized yesterday. So again, here's the time. All, All of that happened on Sunday. Yesterday, after a full day of this marinating in the social media stew, he apologized for fabricating a quote saying, quote, my tweet yesterday about Trump preferring Kim Jong-un to Biden as president was meant in jest. The president correctly quoted me as saying it was a completely ludicrous statement. I should have been clearer. My apologies. The problem, of course, with this is what? The fake news tweet was retweeted all over the world. commented on, criticized, Trump ripped, destroyed, attacked for that fake quote, while his little apology tweet is tweeted by a handful of people. Oh, well, so it didn't happen, but no big deal. No harm done. It's only Trump. Trump could have said something like that. It's plausible. Many people, again, retweeted, Bremer and expressed their dismay. For example, Anna Navarro, CNN, don't shrug your shoulders. Don't get used to this insanity. The President of the United States praising a cruel dictator who violates human rights, threatens nuclear attacks, oppresses his people, and kills political opponents is not freaking normal. This is what happens. You want to know why Donald Trump coined the term fake news? This is why. Because Fake News Time Magazine made up a quote that fake news CNN ran with, fake news MSNBC, fake news every liberal in America ran with and shared it on their accounts and shared it on their Instagram and shared it on their Facebook. And the president is guilty of something that never, ever happened in their minds because they didn't see the apology from Bremer. Then you have... Then you have people like this. Here's an example. Kasim Rashid, a lawyer, an anti-Trump lawyer. Under Kim Jong-un, North Korea has placed 50,000 Christians in concentration camps where they are starved, tortured, and murdered. 45's praise of a man, they called Trump 45. 45's praise of a man who murders Christians for their faith should be an impeachable offense. Why is the GOP silent? The GOP is silent because it didn't happen. Because it didn't happen. They do this again and again and again. And so, oh, sorry, didn't really say that. This is, the, this is why the president has called the press, the fake news press, the enemy of the people. The left goes ballistic every time he calls them the enemy of the people. Oh, you're putting us in danger. You're saying we're the enemy of the people, and that makes your loony, crazy people out there want to come out and attack us. And if they don't attack us, we'll just pretend they attacked us like Jussie Smollett did. This is, this is unprecedented. I want you to tell me what would have happened three years ago if some leftist writing for Bright, or excuse me, some conservative writing for Breitbart or The Blaze or Fox News or, or whatever had, had posted a fake tweet from Barack Obama 
that accused him of siding uh, siding with or you know aligning himself with or suggesting that a a radical Islamic terrorist cleric or somebody would make a better president than a Republican. Holy goodness, if they made that up out of whole cloth the way this guy just did, what would happen? But with this, it's like, well, he apologized. It's all good. Let it go. No, it's not all good. It's the enemy of the people. Do not misunderstand the significance of this. It was retweeted and shared millions of times. And right now today, 24 hours later, I guarantee, well, more than that because it started on Sunday, so so around 48 hours later, I guarantee you that there are millions who have never seen the acknowledgement that it was a phony quote and made up by Time Magazine. And by the way, one other thought on this. Time Magazine, if you have an ounce, a, a scintilla of interest in saving yourself and preserving what is left of your journalistic integrity, you will fire this man post-haste, publicly and shamefully. You should fire this man. He is a writer for your magazine, Time Magazine, still iconic in the minds of many known to be trash from many of us, but still iconic in the minds of many others. If you don't fire this man publicly and shamefully, then you own his actions. You condone his actions, and you deserve every bit of treatment that you're going to get. B.J. North Olmstead, you're up. B.J., thanks for your patience. Go ahead. Thank you. I'd like to bring your attention to the term human race. The human race, to me, is all-inclusive of all the races that are on this planet living today. So when the party of death calls other people racist, they don't have a problem with killing 60 million babies that are of all the different races. We tend to forget that. When you talk about a racist party, the party of death is probably the most racist party in the history of our country because they will kill any baby, born or, or post-born, no matter what the reason is or what the race is. And I think that's very important to uh, recognize that. The other term, are you there, Bob? Yes, I am. Go right ahead. The other term is the Sinos. You might want to incorporate that, the C-I-N-O-O. Conservative in name only. They're not Republican in name only. They're conservative in name only, like the Supreme Court Chief Justice. And we have to be aware of that. And I think sometimes we get overwhelmed by the major things like the lying press. Uh, but there is the awakening. And uh, I think, again, with my optimism, and maybe it's simplistic to say that, it's because of what I'm hearing coming out of you today. I think the awakening has to take place and is taking place. And if I may make one more point, because it was Memorial Day on June 18th, 1953, 129 U.S. servicemen went down in an aircraft to Tachikawa Air Force Base in Japan. Uh, and I always want to honor them. And I thank you for the time and thank you for listening. BJ, I thank you for that last uh, uh, sentiment as well, and I, I second it. And uh, to those and to everyone, uh, of course, uh, we we all we all express our our deepest prayers uh, for your souls and our deepest appreciation and gratitude for what you've done. As far as the awakening, BJ, I will say this: I hope you're right. 
you know, but just because a guy like me is sitting here in Cleveland, Ohio and saying this, um, is it being repeated? Is it being shared? Are other people doing what I did when I told you I'm tweeting and I'm posting and Facebook commenting and so on and so forth? The truth and the proof about what Donald Trump said uh, as it pertains to Charlottesville, as he's being called a racist by people like Pete Buttigieg and so on and so forth. Are people sharing that with their friends the way, you know, the liberals shared the fake news from Time magazine? Because only then, in my opinion, only then will we have what could be called uh, a great awakening. We have to, you know, and I know there's a strong grassroots movement among the conservatives. I do. Um, I spoke at one of them, one one organization that's a part of that the other night. Um, I really do, but I, I don't know if we're large enough quite frankly, and I don't know if we're aggressive enough. You need to call other talk shows, too. I'm not ashamed to send you to other places. Call other talk shows, even if they're not on this network, even if they're not part of the Great Salem Radio Network. Call Concerto Talk Show hosts and make sure people around the country hear about the lie that John Lewis told about Charlottesville, about the lie that this Ian Bremmer from Time Magazine told about Trump saying, I would rather have Kim Jong-un as president than, than Joe Biden. Tell everybody that's when a great awakening will take place. They tweeted it by the millions. This lie, we need to respond. And if you don't tweet, if that's just not your thing, if you don't Facebook, if you don't do the social media thing, find another way. Call talk shows, not mine. Call other ones because you know I'm on it, but I want other people to be on it as well. And I don't care if you call Mike Gallagher when we're done with this show or Prager or uh, or Dr. G or, or anybody else, who, you know, elder, secular, it doesn't matter. Call even Walsh, and I'm not a fan of Joe Walsh, but even Walsh, call him. Make sure everybody knows. He probably won't like the fact that you're defending the president against fake news. But uh, do it anyway and make sure that everybody hears it. All right, coming up on 1050, we'll get a time out here. We'll check traffic one more time. I've got time for a couple more phone calls if you want to get them in now before the top of the hour and the aforementioned Mr. Mike Gallagher. But dial now so you can get in, 216-901-0945 or 888 The Bob France Authority is right back. It's the Bob France Authority here on AM 1420. The answer. Like a king without a castle, like a queen without a throne. I'm a 1070. 10:54, final segment of the broadcast uh, today. Got a nice uh, email here from Ken. Uh, yeah, I was proud of you too, Ken. I mentioned in the first hour of the program when I was talking about Memorial Day festivities yesterday, I said, I hope you had a good time in your local community. Hopefully there was something to celebrate. The city I live in is Illyria, and it's, uh, uh, Memorial Day Parade is a tradition for the city and for my family each and every year. We really, really enjoyed it once again. And Ken says, Bob, for the third year in a row, the Marines from the Marine Corps League Detachment 576 in Illyria, we're proud to lead the parade. I cannot tell you the feeling we have when people stand for the colors when we march past them. The one comment we hear the most is, here come the Marines. Thanks uh, for all you do, Bob. Kenny in LaGrange Township. Kenny, I was proud to be one of those. My family and I stood, uh, uh, many times. <laughs> it's almost like a State of the Union address, which I was at uh, uh, two years ago. It's kind of like a State of the Union address. It's up, down, up, down, up, down. But any time those colors would come past, and particularly when military uh, and Marines and others were there, we made sure to, to uh, pay those uh, respects and tribute to all of you. So uh, we, I'm glad you, you recognized it because we wanted to be there for you. All right. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm going to tweet, if you have not yet, <clears throat> excuse me, 
If you have not yet seen the articles that I was talking about, I've tweeted them in the past. I will retweet them uh, to make sure that people know about the lies uh, being told by the left. John Lewis is the latest to, to attach Donald Trump's name to the lie of Charlottesville. He did this in uh, almost succession. It almost makes you wonder if they're working together, if they're kind of strategizing in such ways. But right after Pete Buttigieg was asked on Sunday if Donald Trump is a racist, and Pete Buttigieg said, yes, I think he is because he does and says racist things, which, of course, is ridiculous because he doesn't do or say racist things. But that's not what uh, what Mayor Pete wants. Is President Trump a racist? I think so. Uh, I mean... If you do racist things and say racist things, the question of whether that makes you a racist is almost academic. So Pete Buttigieg is a liar, and right after he said that on Sunday, John Lewis follows up on Monday with the President Trump's, uh, uh, I cried. He said he cried. He said, I cried when I heard President Trump praising neo-Nazis as being very fine people. Uh, Because clearly that's one of the racist things he said. And, of course, he did no such thing. As a matter of fact, the president had been referring to, as we have explained in depth and played to the president's remarks, had been referring to nonviolent protesters on both sides of the um, issue of the removal of the Robert E. Lee, Robert e. Lee statue. Beyond that, he also delivered a televised statement from the White House the day before, saying that racism is evil and those who cause violence in its name are criminals and thugs, including KKK, neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and other hate groups are repugnant to everything we hold dear as Americans. You know who, you know who uh, noted that? CNN. CNN knew that he had condemned KKK, neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and other hate groups. CNN knew it. MSNBC knew it. They all knew it. And then when the president came out there and said there are very fine people on both sides, specifically excluding the neo-Nazis, these white supremacists or white nationalists and other hate groups, when he specifically said they should be totally condemned, they just conveniently left that part out of their notes and they wrote stories for days saying that Donald Trump praised white supremacists. What's really frustrating, and I'm sorry I don't want to rehash all of this because we're coming to the end of the show, but what's really the most frustrating, the most aggravating, the most annoying, the most reprehensible is that one of the reporters, a, a dingbat woman who said she specifically heard the president exclude neo-Nazis and so on and so forth from the quote-unquote very fine people remark. And she interrupts him and says, wait, 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 I just want to make sure I heard you uh, clearly. So you're saying that there are very fine people on the neo-Nazis? Exact opposite of what he said. And she clarified trying to make it the other, and he repeated and said, no, I didn't say that at all. I said, outside of those people, there were other people who were there who uh, had a right to be there who were being peaceful, who had nothing to do with white supremacy or neo-Nazi groups. So they even asked him and got a clarification, a a doubling down on this, and then still, (laughs) for the next uh, week or two weeks, and here we are two years later from 2017, in the summer of 2017 when that happened, here we are, just about two years later, and the left is still uh, repeating the lie, saying Donald Trump said that uh, neo-Nazis were very fine people. It is just, it's got to be pushed back upon. I had a previous caller talk to me about the Great Awakening. He feels like the Awakening is coming because there are people like me pushing this, reading this, reporting this, tweeting this, Facebooking this, and so on and so forth. But it means nothing unless you are sharing this. When lies, what's the old adage? A lie travels halfway around the world before the truth even gets its pants on. 
uh, you know, it, it, it can't catch up. The truth cannot catch up to a lie. It's just, it's, it starts too late. It can never catch up. We have to do our best to make that happen. That's all the time that I've got. Thanks for being a part of the show today. Uh, we're back tomorrow. We will hopefully, oh, we will talk with Congressman Jim Jordan on the program tomorrow as well. So stay, uh, stick around or join us tomorrow for that and we'll see you then. Bye bye.